Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Hey, good day, mate. Welcome to the Johnny King Show. I'm so grateful you're here. And today I want to talk about why do people stay in relationships um, that they ultimately don't want to be in? (laughs) Why do individuals who aren't totally fulfilled and happy uh, in their intimate relationship stay with that person? Sometimes for years. (laughs) I've talked to people who are like, yeah, I knew at this point... And then, but ultimately, you know, three years later, it finally, they broke up with me. Like, wait, wait, what? You knew years ago and you waited until he broke up with you? Hmm, okay. If there's one thing that I I have certainly raised my standards on over the last decade, it's just not, it's just not staying in a relationship that isn't fulfilling. Now, I'm not talking about, um, you know, being pro- divorce, right? I'm not talking about marriages and and saying like, yeah, just get out as quick as you can. I'm actually all about sticking in it and working as hard as you can to make it work. If though you have the right building blocks, uh, the way that I see it is that values, values, (laughs) values, marriage, is what brings us together. No, uh, values is what ultimately allows people to connect. But it's actually, or, or let's just say even just things in common, right? Which if if you're doing it right, you're looking at the, it's not like, oh, I like the color blue and she does too. Or like, this is my favorite type of music and, and she loves it also. We're talking about real values, like family values, spiritual values, you know, how you, how you, you know, deal with your finances as values. How do you, what's your thoughts on raising children perhaps, or how, how do you communicate, right? Those like, what, how do you prioritize your, your physical health? These are all values, things that you value in your life. And if you're going to fall in love with someone, the foundation is going to be the things that you have in common, those values. The things that are going to make the chemistry and the spark happen are actually the things that you have uh, that are not in common, the differences. They're, they're the, it's the spice of life, right? Variety is a spice of life. That is what shows up in relationships as what creates the, the polarity. And so if you have your differences with your significant other, that actually is okay, However, if you have, let's say, a hard time envisioning them as being a long-term partner or you're having a hard time envisioning them ever being open-minded or ever, uh, you know, (laughs) fully stepping into uh, their sense of self-worth, maybe someone being fully feminine or someone being fully masculine, like these are... These are big challenges, right? Because, again, life gets stressful. And if you get stressed and you're with a, a spouse who is, you know, 
deeply passive and doesn't take control and isn't assertive, you know, and yet that is something that it requires you to be and you don't always love to be that way. That's eventually going to create resentment and, you know, all those other four R's that just drive you up the wall. And we'll we'll create a, a story of incompatibility and a loss of attraction and passion and commitment. That, that's just a downward, downward spiraling, sp- spiraling circle downwards. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right down in there. <laughs> oh gosh, um, I love it when I when I get very redundant in saying the same thing over and over again. Uh, it annoys me, so I'm working on it. But, uh, but no, like when, when we're talking about individuals who stay in relationships way too long, why is that? And it's probably not a, a far cry, <laughs> not too, not too uh, hard to discover or hard to admit that it's just because of fear. We're fearful, you know. I've spoken to both men and women over the last... 10 or 20 years and so many of them, if they're in a relationship they, that they know deep down inside that, that that person is not their person, like the one, it's because they're scared. Sometimes they're scared that they can't do any better. Sometimes they're scared that, uh, that it's going to be more painful than it needs to be. So like, it's like, well, I'm going to break up with them, but now's not really the right time because, you know, so-and-so, like something just happened and, and so it would really ruffle the felt or, or I might look bad, you know, if I were to leave them at this point, given their, you know, their need for me or need for comfort. But we have a way of rationalizing or justifying that things are the way they are. And anytime that we rationalize or justify, it actually robs us of motivation to change right? So take it, let's just, let's say in so many years that I've worked with people with health and weight loss, like a lot of times they will get at it. They are super motivated that first week or two, they're killing it. But then they start, you know, like then the weight loss isn't as fast as it was initially. And they start to, you know, like, oh gosh, like I really hoped that I could lose 10 pounds every single week. I'm like, nope, (laughs) that's just the first week, a lot of water weight there. But no, it's like when it starts to get tough, then they start to rationalize, right? And a lot of times, even even beyond, if, if they get past those first initial weeks and they really get into the mode uh, of the or the routine of like cruising on, on getting healthier, it's amazing. But around the 80% mark, right? Let's say they want to lose 100 pounds. Oftentimes around 80% of, of 80 pounds, if you will, they start to rationalize, you know what? Like they've come so far, they're so much better than they were you know? And I mean, yeah, they want to lose 20 more pounds, but like they deserve a a cupcake or they deserve a piece of pizza. Like we start to rationalize and justify that like, you know what? I'm so much better than I was. Um, and why don't I just indulge right now? I'll get right back on it anyways. But that rationalizing and justification is a way that we kind of, uh, I guess, cover up the fear of what what will happen if I actually get to my goal? What will happen if like I get there 
And will I actually be able to maintain it? And so people start to sabotage when things are good enough. And they start to believe, like I said before, a lot of times, even in relationships, I've I've talked to too many people where they will not leave their significant other because they're afraid they won't be, they won't find something better out there. And that is the kiss of death. It's like, well, this is good enough. And you know, like he provides for me or, you know, she, she's really sweet and she loves me so much. You know, I've had those type of conversations where like, so what do you, what do you love about her? Oh man, I love how she loves me, man. No, no. And then she's, she just, the way that she shows me that she loves me and she does these things for me. I'm like, no, no, but what do you love about her? Not what she loves about you or shows you how much she loves you. Like, oh, yeah. So it's interesting when I always ask the question, like, is, is she the one? And they're like, mm, uh, I'm like, yep, there you go. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> I ask these same questions of myself, you know, and there's plenty of times where, you know, as long as I'm, I'm still intrigued and still there's progress going on and I'm not, I'm not sure, like that's what dating's all about. But, you know, I've had my moments where I struggle if I really like someone, but then there's like struggles where like, ah, I'm just not feeling this or feeling that I have at times wanted to, to give them the benefit of the doubt to see where it goes, right? And so I think we, we can all be guilty of that. But I'm talking about weeks, maybe a couple months. I'm certainly not talking about years, okay? If you're with someone that you have lost the passion for for years, and especially if you've already felt this within the first couple of months, like that's another signpost that you need to kind of check things real quick. I'm not saying... If you're listening to this and you're like, yep, he's right, I'm out, don't, don't stop listening to this podcast and then immediately go break up with your significant other unless you absolutely know that you've just been you know, chicken shit about it and, and only staying with them because it's comfortable and you'd rather have compa- or, or, um, what am I talking about? companionship rather than being alone. Like, I get that. That's, that's, that's real. And the older you get, sometimes it feels like, <laughs> you know, the the pond that you're, you're fishing in maybe gets smaller and smaller, but you know what? You just have to believe that it's out there. And I'm a firm believer that like, I would rather die looking for my queen and, and not settling in this area of my life because I feel like it's the most important gift that you could give to future generations. And we need so many more healthy relationships that are uh, worthy of emulation than the vast majority of relationships that are like, oh yeah, I mean, they love each other, but they're not in love with each other. But like, come on, like, what do you, what do you expect? Like they've been married for 10 years or 20 years. I'm like, you know what? Call, call me uh, idealistic or unrealistic. Well, I just, that's just for me, a standard I'm not willing to settle on. I, I, I have seen it in people that have been married 30, 40, 50 plus years. And if I can see it possible in one couple, then that mean, means it is possible. And I'm not going to give up on that standard. So what I'm saying is, unless you absolutely know that <laughs> it's not right, and, and you've been kidding yourself for way too long, well, then rip the bandaid off and move on. 
But if you're still like, ah, oh, I don't know. Eh, what I challenge you to do is the 90 day challenge. Okay. Don't wait. Like a lot of times, again, like I said, we justify and rationalize that maybe they'll come around. Like we we fall in love with who they could potentially become. Where I always say like, you need to fall in love with who they are today and who they desire to be tomorrow, right? Who do they want to be in the future? And if you can get on board with that version of them too, well then shit, sky's the limit, right? I have had the, I've made the mistake in the past of falling in love with a woman for who she is today and who I wanted her to become. Like I saw the potential of who she could become and then she didn't, you know, follow that path. And then I was wondering why the relationship didn't go so well. So circling back around to this 90-day challenge, the 90-day challenge is to go all in, like focus on, find out what their five, you know, what are their top two love languages out of the five and just pour into them. Give 100% and see if that changes any spark or any, you know, compatibility chemistry within the relationship. And if Sure as shit, it's still nothing has changed after 90 days of, of giving it your all or giving them your all. You know what? At that point, then, then move on. Because I think for me, at least at this point in my, in my life, when it comes to dating, like I know at least – it's not necessarily a rule of thumb, I don't think. But come 90 days, 90 to 120 days, you know, three to six months, I should be feeling something. I should be catching some feels. And if I'm not, then just call a spade a spade. And no matter if they're God's gift to, you know, physical attraction, it's just not worth it. Like there has to be both sides of the coin of the compatibility and the chemistry. Otherwise, it just ain't worth it, you know? So that is my challenge for you. That if you are settling in a relationship that is... Hmm, just below what you've always dreamt and envisioned for your life with your significant other. If you really, really know, <laughs> and you've just been kidding yourself, and you've not been showing up, and you've just been distracting yourself with all the other crazy things that are going on in life, and you, you like, just keep putting on the back burner, like, I'll just get to that later, it's just not the right time. You need to, to buck up, okay? And you need to just go for it and rip the band-aid off. But if you're still not totally sure, maybe the, the connection, the passion was there initially. There was that spark and yet it's faded, you know, then give, give the 90-day trial a, a go and, and just go all in 90 days. Find out what truly lights them up and see if that changes anything, you know. It's not so much about uh, like – oh, I'm going to do this so that I can get this type of result. You're not looking to necessarily manipulate them. You're just looking to give your all and show up 100%, 100% commitment. That doesn't mean you have to be perfect with everything because you're going to make your mistakes and there's going to be days that you're just not feeling it. I totally get it. But if you can be at the end of the 90 days assured and feel confident that you went out giving it all, well, then that's the best you can do. And if they're just not ready for you, if they're not ready to step up to the plate, guess what? You dodged a bullet. Like, let it go. There's so many fish in the sea. You just got to put yourself out there more and take risks and, and envision 
what it is that you ultimately want. Because sometimes we have fear of loss and it's lonely. And like I said, companionship is so nice to have someone by you and to do fun things with. But you know what? My biggest fear is to be in one of those relationships where I have settled and then to walk by a woman and just make eye contact and just feel this spiritual connection with her that she was my soulmate and I couldn't actually go around, turn around and talk to her because I had settled for a relationship that was less than what I ultimately hoped and desired for. So that to me is, is a, a scary thing, but it's a reality I think that a lot of people live in. And if this is at all resonating for you, you got to step up. And that's just, you know, the cold hard truth and facts of the matter. Give your 90 day, <laughs> give your 90 day notice that you're all in. And if it works for 90 days, well then do it another 90 days. And if that works, then do it another 90 days. Just keep writing that 90 day thing. And if that, if that is what it takes to have a extraordinary, miraculous, loving relationship that inspires, you know, potentially a future generation or your kids to, to set the bar for what is possible between mom and dad or dad and dad or mom and mom, like then that is what it is worth. <laughs> it's all worth it. If, if you put that out there, otherwise you're not only cheating yourself, but you are literally teaching the future generations, potentially your children. If you have children, you're teaching them that it's okay to settle for everything in life. Like, Okay, don't go for all that you want. Just just be willing to settle. It's okay. Because, I mean, no one else really has that standard. But isn't it funny that everyone ultimately in life still aspires for great health, great relationships, great financial success, great fulfillment. But then you talk to people and they'll argue with you that your standards are too high or that you're too picky, you know. So, I don't know. Off my soapbox, that's my suggestion. Stop settling. Step up. Do the work, commit yourself, and if it ain't there, then move on. Rip the band-aid off. If it is there, then keep doing what you're doing. You're on to something. (laughs) So enjoy. Have an amazing rest of your day, and I hope your relationships are hot and sexy, but also super fulfilling and deep and connected in everything that you always wanted them to be. Until next time, we'll catch up with you later. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.